You're listening to the Lifehouse Fellowship Podcast. Wherever you're listening today, we pray that this message is encouraging, it's empowering, and it equips you to change your world. Turning your Bibles to the book of James. James chapter 2. How many of y'all went to kingdom school this morning? Was it good? Who preached this morning? Pastor Tanya, bringing the, bringing the wood. I asked her if he's on deck, if you was on deck, and you're going to home plate to bat, what is your walk-up song? What was it again? Was it Heartbreaker? Heartbreaker. I was like, whoa, that's pretty good. Then they asked me, what's your walk-up song if you're on deck and you're going up to bat? And it's like, you're simply the best. Better than all the rest. I love that. That's good. Hallelujah. I love having fun in church. Amen. If church is dry and stale, you're in the wrong place. I want to take you to James chapter 2. And uh, in this book, this, this is James, he, as he's writing, he has, um, it contains a lot of theological statements. And I'm just going to read this beginning. And he says, God is the father of lights in whom there's no variation. James chapter 1 verse 17. Meaning that he is the creator and is unchangeable. Jesus is the Lord of glory. Verse 2 and 1, chapter 2 and 1. A reference to Jesus. James asserts that Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. Thank God Jesus is coming again. And he's going to come back to find the church looking for his glorious appearing. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you looking for the return of Christ? Are you, are you living like he's coming? Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, let's keep on going. And, and, and when he does, he, he will judge all of humanity in James chapter five, verse nine. We are going to stand before him and see him face to face. And all of that was a culmination of everything James was trying to con- trying to get the body of Christ to see. The major theological issue in James is faith and works. Because today I'm going to be talking you, to you about helps ministry. And I'm going to be talking to you about faith and works. And uh, in James chapter 2, 14 through 26, which we're about to read, Many contend that James is talking about true faith versus false faith. You mean someone can have false faith and true faith? James is going to confront the issue. But it seems apparent that James is not questioning whether the recipients were were, uh, genuine believers. He repeatedly calls them brethren, my brethren, or my beloved brethren. Amen? 
And so he's, he's constantly talking to them from their potential. You're my brothers. You're my brethren. You're my main man. You're my, you're my compadre. You're my, my helper. You're my friend. We're going to go do some things that James said to the body. Let's go together. But you say in all this that you want to be a part of the brethren, but you have no faith. And you say you have faith, but I don't see your works. And this is where James is at. And that there's clearly people who were exercising saving faith. Thus, what James is discussing is faith that is alone, meaning without works. He calls faith without works dead. Wow. Indicating that it was faith that was once alive. For James works is a natural result of faith. When a person truly believes in something, he or she will act on that belief. And with this letter we're about to read, James was sounding a wake-up call to all Christians. Get your life in line with what you believe. My life should look like the things I say. Show me your life and I show you what you believe. Show me how you live and I'll show you what you believe. So today we're talking about helps ministry and and, and equipping the the body of Christ. How many of y'all signed up for a, a team last week? Okay, there was a few of you. The rest of you, y'all will be signing up today. Hallelujah. We all have a place. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have a place in this church. Hey, you know, last Sunday, guess what happened? We went to Soul Winning Sunday. They went out to the parks and got, was given a pizza away and, Man, the Lord did such a great job with that team. And God was ministering to people all over those parks. You say, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm not real big on speaking. That's okay. Can you hand out some pizza? That's okay. Can you pick up some trash? Can you, can you love on a baby? Can you, can you come in here and, and greet some uh, people by shaking their heads, hands and hugging their necks? Can you? Can you? <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Can you straighten up a cord? Can you sing? Can you serve? Yes, you can. Everywhere, there's a place for you. Today's title is Faith in Action. One person said the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself. Mother Teresa said, Don't do not wait for leaders. Do it alone, person to person. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Everybody can be great. Because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. 
You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it makes a difference that you have lived and lived well. Charles Dickens, I knew you liked this one. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of others. The smallest act of kindness is worth more than the greatest and grandest intention. We cannot all do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Wow. Some great quotes about serving people. In James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit? My brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Someone needs to underline that. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? Come on, somebody. And by works, faith was made perfect. his, His faith was perfected in what he did? Sure was. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Not by faith only. Give me a second. I want to read this one part. 
Verse 22 says, do you see that faith was working together? Faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect. Working together is Strong's number 4903. Really, the word suggests synergy. From sun together and ergo to work, hence to cooperate, help, collaborate. There's a practical harmony or synergism between vertical faith in God and horizontal works to a needy world. Faith is both spiritual and practical. I know a lot of people that call themselves Christian. But I looked at the fruit of their life and it represents something different. To me, faith and works go hand in hand. Faith and works, my deeds, are one and the same. Now, my first point today is every one of us have to understand that we have to serve one another in the body of Christ with genuine love. We had to serve with genuine love. These are the works we're talking about that we add to our faith as we're doing the things that God's called us to do. Every joint supplying being a supply to the body of Christ. You know, I, this past summer, we were out here planting all these palm trees. And the things about palm trees, there's not just one root. They don't have a tap root. They have a lot of different roots that run. And as you drove in today, you're, you're looking at these palm trees just like I am, going, is there any life? And I'm praying over them. I'm like, Jesus, we've done everything we know to do the natural. Life be in Jesus' name over these palm trees. So I'm speaking over them, right? Because on the outside, once everything's dead, Bible, and, and we were out here working, we was planting those suckers and we was getting them watered and we're getting them in, in the ground and we're getting them established because we know that there is a winter coming. And we've got to get them rooted now. People that know Jesus, this is not the time to be on the sidelines. Now's the time to get rooted and grounded because there is a day coming where you're going to need to produce. I'm believing around May, we're going to start seeing some green coming out of those suckers. What are you producing? Are you producing genuine love? 
for one another? Are you producing genuine love for the body of Christ? Are you producing genuine love for, for your spouse, your family? What are you producing? In a world marked by interactions and pursuits, there's a call to serve with genuine love. And this stands as a powerful testament to the Christian way of life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, it says, do everything in love. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14 says, do everything in love. I'm going to serve because I love. I'm going to be a part of the body of Christ because I love the body of Christ. And I want to do what God's called me to do. So I want to encourage you that in this, it urges us to merely go, not merely go through the motions of service, but to infuse every action of our lives with the transformative power of love. Genuine love modeled after Jesus has the potential to impact lives in a profound way. It turns ordinary tasks into extraordinary expressions of God in the local church. See, we're talking about helps ministry today because I want you to know ministry's going on. Even in this room, ministry's going on in our children. Ministry's going on in our out there with them, but guess what they just did? They had class, and there's no junior Holy Spirit. There's, and it's going to take everybody for where the places God wants to take us. Amen? Now, point number two. By serving with genuine love, we're not only, we not only fulfill the commandment to love one another, but we also create a community where the love of Christ is tangibly experienced through our actions. Extend love when you don't really. We know Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. See, he had, he had to go do some things. And if God comes and, you know, and, and they don't do what they needed to do. And then Jesus asked, which one was more important? The priest going to the synagogue or this man that took care of this guy that was on the side of the road? And Jesus says the man took care of the guy on the side of the road. Have we gotten so off base in our service where we're missing the things that matters to Jesus? Have we gotten so off base that we've, as a church, that we've missed the things that matter? It's easy to confide. Parable of the Good Samaritan. Know that I'm ministering right now. He is blowing up my phone and my iPad. You and I are reaching out to those we may not know personally, but we emulate the Samaritan's compassionate spirit. And this could mean volunteering in the local church. 
volunteering when it's time to volunteer. Be a part of what God's called you to do. Every one of you have a supply. Point number three. The power of faith is that it calls us to action. The power of faith is that it calls us to action. I'll show you my faith by my works. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received. So, I brought in a bicycle today. My buddy Josh hooked me up with this bike. And this bicycle is amazing. I mean, it's so light. But this bike does no good. Number one, what's the stem on it called? Presta. It's got a Presta stem. We found out what it is called. This, this, is, a, this is a high dollar bike, man. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I've been staring at it in my garage for the last year. And I've got it on a hook in my garage. This bike does me no good. This bike is amazing. I mean, look at that bike. Now, my, my wife for Father's Day this last year, she bought me some of those padded butt shorts. And... Uh, she bought me a thing to put on it. And I was going to bring all this stuff and strap it all up. And, you know, this bike is a, a, a quite an amazing bike. And I had my friend talk to me a little bit about it. He said, Pastor, when I, I'm ready. Let's, let's get you fixed up. And I was like, I don't know. I, I, I put a regular air pump on it, but it won't. It's got the Shasta, the Shasta stems on it. And I'm looking at this bike going, Lord Jesus. I know it's attached to this and it's, it's going to be weight loss and all that kind of good stuff. It's the best bike and one of the best bikes you could buy. I've got the shorts. I've got the stuff for my phone to sit on it, to calculate where I'm going to go and tell me how far I've ridden and how fast I'm pedaling and what my heart rate is as I'm going that direction around the block to put it back in the garage. It's an amazing bike. It's got all the things that I've ever wanted in a bicycle. Yet it's hanging up in my garage. Kind of reminds me of a lot of Christians. Have all the bells and whistles. All the anointings and the giftings given from God. But yet you're hanging up in the garage. You know what's so sad about all this is 
Last night I went to academy. And I found an air pump. They don't make just regular air pumps anymore. I mean, what's the other stem called? This is a Shasta. A Presta. A Schrader. The ones on your cars are Schrader stems. This one needs a Presta stem. I was calling it Shasta. Evidently, I'm thirsty for Shasta. It has a Presta stem on it, but that the, the regular stems on our regular bicycles, it's, it's, it's a Schrader stem, but I had to go buy something that makes this work. You have been given gifts and you've been given talents. You've been given anointings and the Lord, how much more time do you need on the floor to pray? How much worship time do you need? It's time to serve the body of Christ. I'm not belittling that because I have to have that to go do that. But I'm saying we can't stay here. We got to move from here to there. Just like I had to get this bicycle out of the garage, go to academy and figure out how I'm going to get this done. A lot of works, but no faith. A lot of activity, but no faith. And the Lord says, I want to build it to your life. Faith. So get up here and show me how to work this, DJ. So on this, on this stem, you have to turn this little knob. I've never seen anything like this before. Josh, have you ever had to do this? Well, thank you for teaching me. <laughs> I love you, brother. So, he's got me hooked up. And I'm going to start applying faith. I'm going to air up this tire. It's not doing a really good job. You need to hook that up better. I think we got it. We're getting there. No, I got to put my faith to it. See how difficult it is? The enemy wants to come and try to tell you you're not good enough. You'll screw it up. You'll foul it up. Thank God for help. And you know who the help is? The Holy Ghost. You know who wants to help you do what God's called you to do? The Holy Spirit. He wants to get in line with you to help you equip, to be equipped to do the, do the thing that you're called to do. So he puts into your life faith. Hey, we ain't done yet, man. 
Because we got to undo this thing. And so I want to put faith in this. And that tire is going to get real good strong. Oh, that's a good one right there. Can it hold me? 80 pounds. See, I see that now, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. One more. Right. Boom. Take that off. Let's put it in the front one. All right. Great job. Now, some of you got something rolling through your mind right now. You're going to ask yourself, Pastor, you going to ride that home from church today? And no, I could barely pump up the thing. <clears throat> but when God calls me to do something, I'm going to apply my faith to my works. I'm going to blow up the thing that God's called me to do. I mean, I'm going to, I've been telling people around here, <laughs> It's about to get lit. I mean, we're, we're going someplace. God is positioning us, and I'm putting faith behind my works. I'm putting the thing in. All right, that's good. Thank you so much. Give these guys a big round of applause. <laughs> I did it. We did it. Got all the tools, but it's nothing if I don't put action. I put faith in. Now, I need a Gatorade. I'll show you my faith by my works. I've got all the tools. I had to add my faith. But now I've got to hop on it and go to the thing God's called me to. Ladies and gentlemen, how long is it going to take for you to take a look at the bicycle? Say, I prayed, I believed, I've, I've done everything I know to do. God said, get on the bike and start paddling. The way you do that in the local church is by serving the body of Christ. You could take this example and make it practical to your life in your Christian walk. To your money, to your finances, to your health, to your, your prayer life. But what God's really trying to do today is get you to see that he's given you every tool to win and he's giving you the ability to function off of his faith because he loves you so much but you have to put action to it show me your faith 
and I'll show you my works. Some of you have been serving and serving and serving, and I want to say thank you. I'm honored to rub shoulders with you because it's not just in word, but it's also in deed. You ever heard the term put up or shut up? We used to say that a lot in football. We used to say that a lot in sports. Quit talking about it. Be about it. A lot of talk. Talk is cheap. Let's put some action behind what we say we believe. That is how God want you to live in these final days. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message is an encouragement to you to change your world. Before you go, we want to connect with you. If you have a prayer request, you're interested in what we have to offer for our students, or you want to learn more about us, visit us at our website at lifehousefellowship.net. Remember, great days are here and greater days are ahead.